0: What is up, guys, and welcome to another episode of Game Ball with your host, Matt Simontia. I know I've been kind of gone for, uh, you know, a bit of a while recently. I think my last episode put out was in May. Obviously, coronavirus hit. A lot of things was going on. Sports weren't really going on. Um, and with me, you know, I'm going to be for college. Uh, I am going to Clemson. So that's kind of finalized right there. So if you're listening to this and you're from Clemson, bro, hey, hit me up. Maybe I can get you on the podcast for a little quick interview. Who knows? But, um, you know, just to talk sports, too. But, you know, I'm glad to be back. I'm happy that I'm back. And, you know, it's just it's a very it's a very interesting time. I got a new setup going on right now at home that will be lasting for one more month, and then I'm moving out. And I have to get a new setup going by. I got, got a nice desk, got some autograph stuff, got a Lawrence Taylor son football. Guys, on son, Pete Rose Baseball, I got a lot of cool stuff going on, um, and I'm looking to make this into a YouTube channel, maybe I'll even make a TikTok, I don't know, but I really appreciate you guys, you know, waiting with me, bearing with me, and we finally got some stuff going on, there's always been little things here and there that's been happening, but more recently, we got the NBA coming back in about two and a half weeks, um, you know, we got baseball coming back in a week or so, hockey's going to be coming up, who cares, I mean, I don't really watch a hockey, but hockey is fun to watch. So i might be checking that out, uh, and there's this, you know, the NFL, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of contracts going on. So you know, I appreciate you guys bearing with me, and I shout out to my boy Lucas Spence uh, from down under. My man uh, is really really nice with that uh, with the graphic arts, graphic designs, and he, he drew he made us a nice new logo. Uh, so that's pretty hype. So we love that support coming our way from everywhere. We're 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 international, now, all right. We're international now. So that is what's up. But uh, you know diving back into it now we got a lot of stuff going on with everything that's happening but uh right now in particular the nfl got some big stuff happening and that's what i really want to be talking about at the moment so like the biggest thing that everyone's talking about right now is patty freaking mahomes securing the bag yeah that's right patrick kermit mahomes has a bag and it is sealed and it is secured he signed a 10-year deal that is basically can reach up to 503 million dollars. So that's that's the first contract in sports history that is half a billion dollars. It's the richest contract ever. So shout out to him. But I hate to break it to you, Kansas City. It wasn't the move. It really wasn't, if we're being honest. Like if you look at it from Kansas City's side right here, right? This is how this is what it was probably going through their mind. We got a quarterback. He's he's been on our team for three years. First year we had him. He sat behind Alex Smith. He was cool. Whatever. Second year he had him, won the MVP. Third year we have him, he wants the Super Bowl. All right? He has one more year left on his contract and then a fifth year option, which they would flex. So they would have five years, you know, two more years uh, this year, next year, right? I'm not saying don't resign the guy. I think he deserves a contract extension. But I don't think it was worth a 10-year contract. Contract because look let's look at it let's dive into the numbers dive into some relatable teams and a lot of people didn't you know really high like oh pay patty he deserves it over under on Super Bowl victories two and a half three and a half uh, Super Bowls minis people think he's gonna win another two or three Super Bowls and as if Kansas City can get that out of him then by all means I'm gonna eat my words good for Kansas City but I don't think they are that's my hot take I don't think they're winning another Super Bowl I think they could win the one this year I think this is their best chance to win another one but. I don't think they're gonna win this year. I don't think they're gonna win one the next ten years. They're gonna be like the Seattle Seahawks, and then they're gonna fall apart, and they could end up like I don't even know Houston. But I I can't relate Houston with Brock Osweiler and that whole contract because it was a far cheaper one. Um, but there's nothing. There's never been anything like this big of a contract, so it's hard to relate it to something. You know, you look at Seattle, right? They signed so when they won the Super Bowl, they won it and then, you know, they had Russell Wilson on a cheaper contract, it's about twenty mil per year, twenty two. Uh that's nothing crazy, right? So they won the Super Bowl, he got a contract extension, cool. Then he re upped with them again uh, this past year and he was make he's making approximately 30, $31 dollars per year. It's gonna go up to thirty seven million by by the by the fourth year. He, he deserves it. Don't get me wrong, Russell Wilson's been great. Okay? But the thing is, he eats up a lot of the salary. So yes, when they when they moved on from their defense, they had a lot of players. They had, you know, the Bobby Wagner, KJ Wright They had um Rich Sherman, Cam Chancellor, Earl Thomas, all those guys, you know, Brandon Brown, and they got all the all the boys over there in Seattle. All the all the all the just great people that made up the Legion of Boom. They they also kept Bobby Wagner around. He's the best guy, he was the youngest guy, makes sense. They let go of Richard Sherman. I understand. Sherman Sherman was an older guy. You know, I would I would let him go as well. You know, I understand that. They moved on for him. Cam Chancellor got injured, he's out of the league. Makes sense. Earl Thomas, he's a reductive safety, but at the end of the day, he was a safety, not, you know, the most ideal position or this the most important position to at least pay. If you know, if you, if it comes down to it. So it makes sense. They moved on for some players. But here's where it really gets interesting right here with Seattle. Frank Clark. Frank Clark was one of the best defensive ends. They franchise-tagged him, shipped him over to KC. They got a first-round pick out of him. Okay, cool and all. But Frank Clark is a top-five is like top, top five defensive end in the league. And they had to move on to him. Why? Because they couldn't afford him. Because he wanted a big contract because he deserved a big contract. But Russell Wilson's contract put such a hamstring on there. such It was such an Achilles heel that they couldn't afford to keep Frank Clark around. And that's what I'm saying looks like. You know, Seattle, they always are competitive, always make the playoffs, but they can never, never get over the hump. And I believe Wilson and Pete Carroll are the best quarterback uh, head coaching duo that there is over the past 10 years. I think right now, this moment, Andy Reid and Mahomes are the best connection. But I think over the past, you know, maybe not 10 years, sorry, that was past, yeah, past 10 years, you know, even when they weren't really clicking. If you look at all the, all the, all the coaches and quarterback things, even the past five years, Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson have been the perfect example of what it was like to, you know, have everything go exactly as planned. As when it comes down to a head coach and a quarterback. And so I look at this, you know, Kansas City. Here's how it can relate, and you can already see the downfall of Kansas City right at this moment. Oh yeah, and don't forget, you know, um, Seattle. Yes, they were able to get young talent. That's the other thing that's they're good at. So Seattle's like the perfect system for this quarterback thing. They're not good enough to win the Super Bowl. But they're they're always they can always make players that aren't good to be coming good. They made Jermaine Chris look good. You know, obviously they're developing DK Metcalf really well. Tyler Lockett, yes, he was talented. Yes, he was fast. But I don't think if he was on another team, I don't think he'd be doing this well. Chris Carson, they got good running backs in there somehow. You didn't nobody knew Chris Carson. They made him good, and they're making people like Shaquem Griffin, Shaquille Griffin, top players, good players, at least productive starters. And Seattle's just a perfect system for it. And I think Kansas City's going to try to copy that. I don't think Kansas City is the right system for it, to be honest with you. And here's here's what's happening right now with Kansas City. Here's what we got. There's a lot of things to look at with Kansas City. You know, right now, um, in the next three years, here's some players that are going to be up for contracts or already franchise-tagged or they've lost. So this past year, what was their biggest weakness? Secondary, defense. The secondary was really bad. The two best players in secondary? Tyron Matthew, Kendall Fuller. They got Tyron Matthew for another two years. Cool. They got Kendall Fuller, free agent this season. Where'd he go? The Washington. Just the Washington. I can't say any name because they don't have a freaking team name anymore. What the hell is wrong with that? But, you know, Kendall Fuller is in Washington. They lost one of their best players. You know why? Because they couldn't afford him. Because they were going to resign from Mahomes. They can't afford him for a long contract. Chris Jones, best defensive tackle in the league. I'm willing to put money on that right now. I think he's better than Fletcher Cox. I think he's better than Kenny Clark. I think he's better than a lot of defensive tackles. He's the best one, in my opinion. He was franchise tagged this year. Did they resign him to a contract extension? No, they didn't. You know why? They couldn't afford it. You know what's going to happen now? They got, what, what, one year out of him? Trade him? Teams aren't going to give up a lot for him because, you know why? They know Kansas City can't afford him. So why not just wait a couple years? Wait, I think the season didn't get him. Why waste a first rounder on them, especially for like a team like Miami that could use them? You guys not going gonna be—they're—they're okay, they're gonna be good, but they're not gonna be competitive. So why not wait and throw a lot of money at them? You know, so that's what's happening with it. And there's just a lot of people, a lot of players are coming up. You know, there's some other players that are need a uh, contracts. Tyron Fuller, like I was saying, two years or shoot, Tyron Fuller. My fault, my fault. Tyron Matthew, in two years, is gonna have his contract. Is this year, next year, and this contract's up. He was the best player on their defense, to be honest. Like, he was one of the better players this year on defense. They're going to lose him because of this. Oh, you know who's Mahomes' favorite target who's always been there through everything? Who's his best friend? Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in the league. He is straight up better than George Kittle. He's the best tight end. His contract's going to be up in the next three years. Yeah, they're going to be like, oh, we want to keep around. Yes. Yes, I'm sure he loves that connection with Mahomes. I'm sure they're great together, best friends. But if the money ain't rolling in, why should he hang around there? He can be he can hang out with them over the summer during the offseason. Why should he hang around? Especially in Kansas City, you know? Travis Kelsey's gonna be gone. Yes, you got Tyreek Hill on there. He got he got a contract, he got four year deal uh, uh, this past season. Good for him. You got Tyreek Hill to stay around. The thing that is wrong with Kansas City is, or the thing that Kansas City was probably thinking, the benefit is, hey, we're going to be competitive, whatever, we're going to, we got 10 years of competitiveness. We're not going to be winning the Super Bowl, so we won a Super Bowl, as long as we're competitive, we're going to get fans, we're going to sell tickets. We're Kansas City, you know, Kansas City's not a big free agent destination, least you could say. But the thing is, you know, and people are saying, well, you know, they're going to get veterans, take, you know, Travis Kelsey will take less money, you know, vets that are coming out kind of ending the end of their prime or, you know, yeah. At the end of their prime, they need a ring. They'll come to Kansas City. But are they? Come on, let's be real. The big, like I was saying, one of the biggest things is Mahomes is great. He had good talent around him. Phenomenal head coach with him. Great connection with his coach. Three years. Give him three more years. So this year, next year, right? He could put on his rookie deal, right? And then he would get that little. Give him a four-year extension. Cool. They didn't do that. So you give him three years, right? So after one year into this massive contract, they're going to run to money constraints. They're not going to be able to afford it. It's a small market. It's a small. It's a smaller team. You know, it's not like the Giants, New Yorks, you know, the world that have all this money, right? Or they can afford to pay the, the, the tax to go in there, right? They, they can't do that. So Kansas City going to run out of money. They can't pay their players. So, you know, they get a couple good ones coming in their prime, whatever, here and there. I'm sure, whatever some one-year rentals, you know, proven players, right? Maybe like Jadavian Clown in the past season, like Seattle did. But let's just say, look, money money's rolling in for Mahomes, but they can't pay anybody else, okay? Andy Reid, he's not as old as Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll's about 68 years old. Andy Reid's 62, 63. Oh, well, uh, Pete Carroll's in the league still. He'll be coaching until he's like 70-something, so Andy Reid will be fine. Look, when they win the Super Bowl... People thought Andy Reid was going to retire. Look, I, I, they're not going to coach until they're dead. All right, I'm sure Andy Reid, you know, although he wears the Tommy Bahamas, all those nice shirts, he's going to retire at one point. I give him five years, right? I give him five more years, max. Five, six years, max. What about the other six years without him? Let's say he gets coached seven years and then retires. Five years without Andy Reid. There's not going to be that connection, and then he's not going to have his players around him. And Kansas City's not as good developing players. As Seattle is, and you know why Seattle is good is because they have a good head coach, was Pete Carroll. I'm sure Andy Don or Andy Reid can develop some talent. Let's say he does develop a few players. He's still gonna end up retiring, and it's not gonna be looking good. Mahomes is great. I'm not saying he's only good because of Andy Reid, but Kansas City is not gonna be this team that everybody thinks they're gonna be. It's a good contract for right now, I guess you could say. They make sure they make their player happy. They keep them. You know, whatever they get their quarterback still. They're not gonna have ever have Mitch Trubisky, but it was too much, and I think that you know I people say well dude, it's never too much to pay for your star quarterback. I'm you know look I would pay him the thirty-seven forty million dollars per year, but a ten-year extension, I'm telling you, that's gonna hurt them. That's gonna hurt them right there. He's he's not. I'm not saying it's worth it, but Kansas City. I don't think you guys are winning the Super Bowl. I don't think you're winning too. You made you win one max in the next twelve years. I don't think you do. Sorry, it's the hard truth. They're gonna be they're gonna be good. They're gonna make the playoffs, but they're never gonna be able to get over the hump because they won't have the coach to help them. They're not gonna have the money to get players in there. And when those both of those things happen at once, I'm just saying, watch out. Maybe you won't make the playoffs because that is a tough division still. Young QBs in there as well. I'm just saying. That's all I'm going to say. You know, again, congrats to Mahomes for getting the money. But Kansas City, I don't know how well it's going to pan out with you. Personally, I don't think it is going to pan out for you. And that's the cold hard truth. It hurts. But at least you know the facts and the truth behind it all. And now, transitioning from one quarterback to another. new Newton. Superman. All right, so obviously this he he signed with the New England Patriots, you know, a few like a, a week ago or so. You know, this is old news, as they say, but I gotta talk about it. So Cam Newton's going to the Patriots on a one-year deal, approximately worth five hundred and fifty thousand guaranteed, up to seven point five million overall. And look, here's what I gotta tell you guys: Cam Newton's been grinding. I hope he's sick. I've always I never been a fan of Cam Newton. I'm gonna be honest with you. I've always thought he was way overrated. I still think he's overrated. And that's everyone overrates him. There's a reason why he did not get signed. Everyone's saying everyone's boohooing boo-hooing about him. Oh, that's so cheap. What is wrong with him, man? This ain't this ain't fair. He's worth more. Ah, oh, what the hell, NFL just blackballing him out of the league. No. There's a reason why nobody signed Cam Newton. It's cause he's not good now. Look, he's gonna go to New England, and you guys might be like, Ah, oh, look, freezing cold takes on Matson. He's saying Cam Newton's not good, and he just he just led the Patriots to nine wins. All right, I don't, I don't care. Look, if he does well, it's because of Bill Belichick. I'm not taking anything away from him. I'm not, I'm not saying like, Oh, I'm not taking away from Tom Brady. Tom Brady was great right there, you know, that was him. I'm not saying they're just good because of Bill, but in this instance, it is Cam Newton. If he does well, he might do well on another team. The only reason why he was improving and would ever become good is because Bill Belichick made him good. With Cam Newton, there's a fine line between cocky and confident. And I sometimes I do like the cockiness. But Cam, was he, he just thought he was better than everybody else. And that's not good. So that hurt him, right? You know, players don't necessarily like that. But here's the thing. I don't even care about that. I'm not going to get into all that stuff. You know, here's the, here's the cold, hard facts right here. Here's Cam Newton in a nutshell. This is why I don't think Cam Newton's any good. honest with you. I don't think he was ever good. All right, you guys ready? Or is it is this too much to handle for you? So before we get started, here's the reason why he did not get signed. First reason, he was injured. He was hurt, all right? He suffered a couple injuries. So why take a risk? You know, why sign a quarterback who's 31 years old who's injury prone? A one-year deal? Awesome. Makes sense. You know, maybe another team should get offered a one-year deal. I'm surprised they didn't necessarily roll in. But it makes sense that he was not a starter. It doesn't make sense that they moved on from him. It's because he's very, he's injury-prone. He's out of, he's played, so he's played nine seasons in the league. Four of which he started 16 games. The other five, he did not start 16 games because he was hurt. Okay. There's one fact, Lee. Second fact. Cam Newton has only had one season where he's thrown for over, not 5,000 yards, over 4,000 passing yards. One season over 4,000 passing yards. That's not that's not a lot of seasons. That's one season. That's not good. Here's some players that during that eight-year span that Cam has, um, or I guess you could say, yeah, nine-year span that Cam's been in the league. Here's some quarterbacks that have thrown for 4,000 yards or more. Matt Schaub, Josh Freeman, Ryan Tannehill. Not this was not with the Titans. All right, Joe Flacco, Alex Smith players with some here's some other players I've thrown for more than 4,000 yards multiple seasons. Annie Dawn, Jameis Winston Carson Palmer All right, you know, those are some great. Those are some good players, right? Ryan Tannehill's doing better Alex Smith was good with, you know, San Fran and Kansas City and Dalton's a good quarterback. I think he's underrated Jameis Winston in my opinion could be a top 10 QB Carson Palmer had a few good seasons. He's a good quarterback and what I'm saying is that these are great quarterbacks, but why why is anybody crying because Andy Dalton's getting benched in Dallas? Why is not Andy Dalton have a starting job? You know, come on, Cam is overrated. He's not good. There's a lot. Of, he's he's done nothing when it comes to passing. Yes, you know he's mobile. Don't you going wrong? He's he can run the ball. Good for him, right? He's gone. He's ran. You know, seven. He had a couple of seasons where he had 700 yards rushing. That's impressive. That's good. But he can't do that anymore, he's hurt. So he doesn't have the running effect anymore. And here's the other thing. People are like, man, dude, listen to this. Cam, passing, and rushing got it up. He's over 4,000 yards. That's 4,500. Oh, he won MVP. Oh, he he, he led in the Super Bowl, won 15-1. What happened to them in the Super Bowl? He got freaking murdered because he's bad. They got torched by Denver's defense. Not by Payne Manning. By the defense, because Cam Newton was not good. Okay. Here's the other thing I want to tell you guys right here. Okay? So and with Cam Newton on the Panthers. So like I say, he's played eight, eight, nine, eight or nine seasons for the Panthers. How many times has he so five hundred, not above five hundred, but an eight and eight record or better. How many times has he done that? Three times. That's he's only done that means every other season he's had a losing record. Oh, but he didn't have talent, he didn't have players around him. Well, two things. If he's an elite quarterback, it doesn't matter. You see Russell Wilson putting up numbers, right? He was an elite quarterback with Tyler Lockett or Jermaine Kurz. Doug Baldwin, right? Okay, cool. Cam Newton had DJ Moore, Steve Smith, Christian McCaffrey, Curtis Samuel. Some really solid players around him. Good offensive line. Great defense with him. And he's only led them to an 8-8 record or or a better record three times. That's it. Oh, yeah, he runs the ball well. He's averaging half a fumble a game. Half a fumble a game. That's not good. So I'm just saying, look, Cam Newton... His career, quote-unquote, could be salvageable. He could have a decent season with the Patriots, but he's not. all right. And if he does, it's because of Bill, not because of his own abilities. Because Cam Newton is a very overrated quarterback, and that's why he did not get signed. Because front offices know, I know, fans don't. People don't know. Everyone is overrating Cam. Even Vegas, all right, overrating him. Just because he won MVP, just because he led his team to the Super Bowl, does not mean he's good all right oh he won rookie of the year man bro are you serious that's crazy man that's awesome good for him cam noon is not good and this is if he has a good season it's just going to further prove that bill belichick is a mastermind and the other thing is i don't think Cam's necessarily going to be the starting quarterback even though he's there watch out for jared still so just because he has an mvp and just because you know cam noon has an mvp and let it see the Super Bowl does not mean he's good. He's injury-prone and overrated. The numbers prove it. The record proves it. It all proves it. Because sometimes the number lies. But a record does not lie to you. Sometimes the record lies. The numbers don't lie to you. In both instances, they're both showing he's not that good. So that's why Cam Noon is one of the most overrated quarterbacks there is in the league at this moment. I think there's plenty of other quarterbacks that deserve starting opportunity more than he does. Even Jared Sidham. Jameis Winston does. Andy Dalton does. A lot of guys do. A lot of guys deserve a starting quarterback or a position to start, being a battle, and one of them is not Cam, but he's somehow getting it. And so, from moving on from one fresh start to another, we got the Washington Redskins officially announcing that they're changing their team name. So also, this huge news coming out of DC, you know, it's, it's not, you know, it's not another, you know, we're starting a war with, you know, Vietnam or, um, I don't know. There's a new president, an election, no, no, son, it's, not, it's nothing like that. It's about a football team. We have a new team name coming through, and it is Washington. They've officially, like I said, officially announced a statement stating that they will no longer be having the name Redskins as their team logo and as their team name, and they say the following. On July 3rd, we announced the commencement of a thorough review of the team's name. The review has begun in earnest. As part of this process, we want to keep our sponsors remember that they said sponsors first Bands and community apprised of our thinking as we go forward today we are announcing we will be retiring the redskins name and logo upon completion of this review dan snyder and coach rivera are working closely to develop a new name and design approach that will enhance the stating of our proud tradition rich franchise and inspire our sponsors Sponsors first, again, fans and committee community for the next 100 years. So, you know, sure, that it is what it is right there, guys. Um, I think it's, uh, you know, kind of funny to see that they put sponsors ahead of everything else. And they still got the Redskins freaking logo and everything just stamped away everywhere on there. If they're really trying to change the name now, uh, you know, I'm not going to get into whether they should do it or if they shouldn't do it. It is what it is. It's not my saying. I don't really care. But I can tell you what's happening. They need a new name. They need a new champ. They need a lot of new things. And so it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with this whole name change, with all that's going on, what they're going to change it to. They announced that they will be announcing a new name, a new name, a new logo within the next week. And uh, they probably have a team name already in mind. But they, got, they probably got all the top lawyers, you know, not not point, not, not a... Government appointed, you know attorneys but actual real lawyers that are important to have uh, Trying to get trademark rights trying to get names because you know, there was a guy who two uh, wrote he got he trademarked eight names Washington Redskins or Washington Red Wings Washington, uh, you know, Warriors Washington Redhawks, Hawks DCFC All these team names and hopes that you know, he might get a big payday coming his way but I guarantee you a lot of people are doing that Um, So there's probably a bunch of legal battles going on try to get the name, but it is changing I heard that the leading name is the Washington Warriors. That's what I've been hearing a lot through a lot of sources So we'll see what happens there, you know, sorry Golden State I guess uh, you know, I guess the Warriors can either mean they're a great team or a bad team right now Um, And then the other thing is, you know Wayne Haskins, the man the franchise QB over there said that uh, they should be named the Red Hawks or the Red Tails My fault they should be named the Red Tails and so you know, obviously you got to name him Red Tails because you know that's a franchise guy. He's telling you what to do, so you got to do it now. You got to make Dwayne Haskins happy. Nah, but in all seriousness, you know it's it's gonna be a new name, new everything. And I heard the Warriors is gonna be the leading thing. But here's another thing to keep in mind, right? You got to think about all the diehard fans who have all the Redskins gear, all this stuff. They don't have it anymore. You know, it's basically it's not worthless, but it's they can't you know they they can't be just, they got a new team name. Yeah, you know, like what are they cheering on for a team that's a pat an old team. That's like saying you know, oh well, I'm a Seattle, I'm a uh, Seattle Sonics fan. You know, no, know you're not. You're a Thunder fan. You gotta get all the new gear, all the new stuff. And so it should be funny when the stadiums open up. I guarantee you, a lot of people are still gonna have a Redskins clothing on, all that good stuff. But okay, here's here's the big thing right here though. The thing that this is the perfect timing for a team name, a team change to occur. Out of all the years, they could have a team change, a team name every single year. This is the best year for them to change it. The coronavirus is here, right? So even if they can operate with fans, I heard that they might do twenty percent of fans in football stadiums and Jaguars, so they can probably fifteen thousand fans. You know, with soccer overseas, you got people getting twenty percent occupancy, like PSG had, you know, five thousand fans in there. Uh, and then you see, you know, the Indy five hundred that so they're having one hundred ten thousand fans, and they're at the race. Obviously, you know, probably not gonna happen. But, you know, they got to do less fans. And so obviously they make their money off of, you know, TV deals, sure. They make their money off of, uh, you know, sponsors, you know, giving them money. So obviously, you know, the Wa- Washington football is, you know, getting all that money now because they're changing the name so they're not losing FedEx and $7 million they give you per year, which is not a ton. But they got Nike, you know, Pepsi, all those stuff still coming through. But here's the thing. Office, uh, put away sponsors and just put away TV deals for the matter. Just That's all. And, you know, you get rid of that, the majority of their money is re- generated from getting a, people buying apparel, going to the games, right? If you're a Washington fan, right, you got to get that new apparel. And so you think about it, yes, they're going to be short with fans. I mean, they're probably going to be short with fans, even if it was a normal season. But come on, you know, think about it. All they have to do now is, you know, some people aren't going to be happy, but they're going to buy their gear. Season ticket holders are gonna still buy their gear, people are gonna put money into it and buy their clothing, buy the gear they need. So you really just take a second and think that they're gonna get, you know, a lot of money still coming through now that they're changing the name. And it could be the best year because maybe their their uh, their salary, their the payments they get in on the money, all the revenue isn't gonna take that big of a hit even with less fans because because they changed their name and still have to sell that apparel. So that's a huge thing to see happening. And it is interesting to see the new name, what's going to be going on. Yes, people are upset, but 10 years from now, people aren't really going to be upset anymore. It is what it is. Um, and they're changing it, regardless. You know, Dan Snyder did stay in 2013. I'm never changing the name, ever. And he did. So, you know, that shows that it uh, happens, change occurs. But there is a new name coming up. And uh, it'd be funny if they were named the Warriors and then have another uh, you know, Native American as our logo. Uh, but... Truthfully, you know who knows what's gonna be happening. I do think it's gonna be the Warriors I don't know. I'm interested to see what the designs gonna be and you gotta you gotta know my boy my boy Chase Young Probably be ripping that that fresh gear so I can be the one showing that stuff off But I uh, will we'll see what ends up going on down in Washington DC You know, it ain't about Trump anymore. It ain't about Biden. It's not about the election. Spell the real important stuff here in America and that's the team logo and Washington and so one more thing we got to talk about right before we transition over about basketball and the NBA is Jadavion Clowney. So Clowney, obviously, you know, one of the bigger free agent names that was in the market still is not signed with the team. He's still a free agent. You know, there's been a lot of rumblings a lot of rumors where he's going to end up going, who's going to sign him. I don't even know. I really don't know. It just proves, though, look, yes, the players are worth something, and yes, you can hold out. But whenever players that are, like, not super elite or quarterbacks, or not, if they're not quarterbacks or super, like, super elite and proven, holding out doesn't always help them. You know, obviously, like, there's a difference between running backs, all that stuff. Melvin Gordon, uh, Le'Veon Bill held out during the season. They didn't get the ideal contract. They still got, a good, you know, whatever. They still got the contracts, but it's not ideal. Van Klein didn't necessarily hold out, but he said he was worth $20, $22 million. The Dolphins came along off from a five-year contract to pay him at least seventeen mil per year. He said, nah, bro. And now where's he? Still a free agent. No one's signing him. It's very interesting to see. But it is what it is. And we now this is where it gets interesting for us, you know. We gotta we're able to predict where Jadeon Clowney is gonna end up going. I heard some rumblings that the Raiders are gonna might offer him. And personally, I think that of all the teams that could go for him, there's the, the three names. Obviously the Seahawks could possibly get him, but I doubt it because that would have happened already. The Jets have cap space, they could get him. Throw them on defensive line, see what happens. The Giants could use some help, and the Raiders. All right, you look at those teams. I think the Giants need him. I think the Giants need him the most, but I don't think the Giants are gonna get him, primarily because they're trying to develop younger talent. The Jets, the Jets are just an odd team. I don't know what they want to do, so who knows what's happening. But I think the Raiders could actually go for him. The Raiders offered them. John Gruden likes those guys. Like, so he likes to star players. He likes such a Dave Clowney-esque player. And I think he can go there. I think they're going to offer him a one-year deal totaling about $16 million. And I think he's going to go to the Raiders. He's going to play out another year and then hopefully get an extension. If he does well halfway through the season, the other thing is, out of all those teams I mentioned, I feel like the Raiders are most likely to offer an extension through the season. So I think he might. I think he's holding out to see if he can get better than a one-year deal. But ultimately, if he takes a one-year deal, I think he's going to... Or, Las Vegas, and that's the other thing—they're in Las Vegas. Flashy names sell tickets. Who knows if there's gonna be a season? I don't know, but there's a season. They're going—people are going to want to see JV, JV on Clowney. There isn't a season, or there is a season. You know, they're going to go try to get tickets. And let's say they can't go this game, so I'm trying to get it. They're going to buy his jersey. All right, they're going to go for it, That—that that sells them. That gives them money. So I think the Raiders. With the position they're in, if it's it's more than football too. I think he's a great player to have on your team, but it's more than football because this brings in more money for your team, brings in that revenue, and brings in that dollar bills. And so I think J- Javion Clowney is going to the Las Vegas Raiders. And so as I mentioned, we're going to do a little transition over to the NBA. Um, we're going to go more in depth about players, uh, the playoffs, and all that good stuff. You know who's going to win who's going to win awards, all this stuff next episode because we're having Mikey Damagala. He is. He runs official NBA Buzz. Check that out on Instagram. He has over 150,000 followers on there. He's very. He knows his stuff. On Facebook, he has over 2 million followers. He has he a big following on Twitter. He has a big following on a lot of social media platforms. He has his own show. He's talked to some great players, some great NBA players. And so he knows what he's talking about He knows what he's doing And we're going to go in a great discussion with him About you know the playoffs, who's going to win And all that good stuff next episode So make sure to check that out It's going to be a NBA heavy episode But right now I just want to talk about Some more so of the I guess you could say the technical things When it comes to what's going on The more so the coronavirus And how it's affecting things right now So if you look at it right now um, I want to talk about More so why players aren't going and how the coronavirus can have a bit of impact. So, a lot of the players have already reported, a lot of the players are already there, but there's 15 players have already tested positive for the coronavirus or chosen not to go. I thought it'd be around 20 players. So, 15 is still a lot if you think about it. That's approximately 8% of the league that was invited decided not to go. So, Avery Bradley City's. So, the three big reasons that I've gathered a lot of why players should not, are not going is because either A, they don't want to affect their family. They don't want to affect their loved ones. Okay, makes sense, like Avery Bradley. B, they are, they've are they suffered an injury. They don't necessarily want to rush back from it, right? Or C, um, you know, the coronavirus. And, you know, the other thing to tie in with injuries is they don't want to get injured or they're healing up because they're leaving their team. They don't want to be there anymore. All right, and that's something to think about. So players that are saying not to go, you have the Avery Bradleys, right? Oh, okay. Again, makes sense. Don't want to get his family infected. I understand. All right. Uh the entire freaking Nets team is just saying no because I don't, I don't, honestly, I don't freaking know why they're saying no. But I guess it's because you know they lost. Ky- Kyrie's not going. All right, because he's hurt. No, it's probably because he wanted to do his own little league. Who knows. But they're not going to go far, but they don't want to risk injuries. The younger guys are older guys, too, that don't want to go. You got Tyron Prince, for example, a younger guy who wants to sit out. Wilson Chandler wants to preserve his career. Nick Claxton, he probably should go because he could develop, but he's younger, so he's staying. DeAndre Jordan, older guy. You got people coming up with contracts, you know, talks. Davis Bertans, why go? Why risk getting hurt, man? He was leading the league with a 40% three-point percentage. He should stay. He's going to get that back. Bradley Beale and Victor Olindipo are the two names, though, that we should be keeping an eye on. They said we're not going because they don't want to get hurt or they're healing. I think they're saying they want to leave. Because if you look at Indiana, Victor Depot is already playing with the Pacers. He obviously sure they did not care about getting hurt again. He was not caring. Not that he was being risky, but it shows they want to be a part of the team. But there's a lot of rumors going, and I think we should start. I'm starting the rumor bus right now. Victor Depot does not want to be with the Pacers anymore He's sitting out for a reason They're they're a top 5 team in the East right now They gotta do really well But he's sitting out I don't think it's because he thinks they're gonna do bad I think he wants to stay si- safe, stay healthy And request a trade And leave the Pacers Sorry Pacers fans I love Victor Depot. I think he's awesome there But I think he wants to leave You look over at Bradley Beal Bradley Beal Obviously he's running a lot of rumblings Where's he gonna go he has been doing he's been carrying Washington on his back and he was not getting recognition. Washington's not helping him. They're not adding anybody. John Wallace coming back, that could have been intriguing, but he said no, like there's no point. I'm sitting out. I want to stay healthy. He says he doesn't want to the coronavirus, but it's because he's not want to get hurt. Because he wants to leave the Wizards. A lot of turmoil over there in Washington nowadays. Jeez. Um, both, you know, just all sports in general. So I think it's very interesting to see. What's happening and what's going on with players sitting out and who's not going? I think it's a very important thing to keep an eye on. And that's what I, that's my main thing I want to focus on. But, you know, it's just interesting to see how all these players, some of these stars are just saying we're not going. And it's more so more than just, oh, we don't want to catch the corona. It's more tailored towards they want to stay healthy and they want to leave. They got contract talks coming up. For example, Spencer Dinwiddie, great point guard. He's proven, he shows he loves the game, but he got a contract coming up. Why risk getting hurt, especially if you don't think your team's gonna do too hot? So it makes sense and it's understandable to see what's going on. And so the other thing I want to talk about right now is the mini NIT that the uh, that uh the NBA got going, the non-tournament. It's like March Madness. This is our little March Madness. They said they're making a separate bubble in Chicago. There's been no developments of it. Nobody knows what the hell's happening. But they wanna make a separate bubble for those eight teams to go and play. You know, that could help develop a lot of young talent. Like I heard uh the Hornets head coach, she was saying that, you know, this is a big thing because they are not gonna look at the eight those eight games can develop a lot of talent. I don't know about that. But I think it's really funny to see what could happen because gotta think, man, it's gonna be a tank Everyone's gonna be wanting to lose. I think that's really more entertaining than the actual turn the actual uh the actual playoffs because you got a tankathon going over there with the mini NIT going on. People just want to get that, they want to get a chance at getting the uh, number one pick. So that should be interesting. I have no idea what's happening. There's been no rumors about what's going on with it, but it should be very interesting to see what happens. Players can be sitting out, especially in the contract talks. They're basically playing for no reason at all. Like there's like no reason I'm playing that they're out of the playoffs. There's no possible way they can get in the playoffs, but I, I like it. Because, you know, again, it's going to be a tank-off, it's going to be fun, but the reason why they're doing it is because there are some players that might have contracts coming up, they want to prove why they're worth it, so it makes sense that it's nice of them to do it, but I think it's ultimately extremely funny to see that there's a freaking tank a going on with eight teams, um, so that should be something to keep an eye on, I guess, you know, that might be more intriguing. But uh, like I said, we're going to be talking about a lot more with the NBA, with Mikey. He's coming on. Again, it's going to be a great thing. It's great conversations coming up. Uh, We'll have that coming out next episode to you guys. But, um, you know, before we get started, before I do that, I'm still going to say, though, I'm picking the Lakers to win. That's all I want to say. You'll hear why next episode. But that's all I want to state going on. Um, And so before I let you guys go, you know, moving on from the NBA, moving on from sports in general. All right, guys. I got a little bit of things to talk about right here. So I recently watched a Jeffrey Epstein uh, documentary. I highly recommend it. It's very interesting to see what this guy was doing as a pyramid scheme. To uh, basically a pyramid scheme to get a bunch of uh, younger underage girls to come there, and he they got a massage, and then it turned into. Sexual assault. it was very bad underage obviously he went to jail then he quote-unquote killed himself a lot of rumblings He didn't kill himself. He did who knows but he's dead But it's a very interesting thing to see what's happening And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because a lot of powerful people went there A lot of people saying that the government's involved with this, you know, they killed off Epstein because he knew a lot of powerful people He's gonna leak the secrets um, There's a lot of stuff and a lot of interesting things going on and we'll see what's happening But I highly recommend watching it. It was freaking crazy you know some of the stories that you're counting. This guy had five, six houses. Having all these people go other places because he promised them two hundred bucks or to advance their career. And it was it was sad things to see, but it was a very thing interesting thing to watch. And I highly recommend watching it. And so the reason why I'm bringing this up right now is because it might be a reason why TikTok's coming down. You look at TikTok and they're saying, "Well, you know, we don't want China involved, whatever." Psh. You look at TikTok with this stuff and you see it and you look at everything, right? A lot of people that post on TikTok also post things like uh, Joan Rivers said that Michelle Obama was, you know, transgender and then Joan Rivers died, right? Or they're killing off Jeffrey Epstein's, you know, wife, his accomplice, you know, all this stuff. And it's just very interesting to see that since this documentary was released, more people start getting intrigued with it, researching things. Bringing up more series about things on TikTok, and now they're shutting it down. So I think it's just a very interesting. I think it's a cool, it's interesting documentary to watch. But I think it. Who knows? Maybe it could help you, you little hoodie man. Come on, man, Charlie Demile. De- 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 I, I don't even know how to say your name. All right, I don't really care how to say. It, but that's why you guys are losing your platform. So if you guys really are interested in it, go check it out. But uh, that's you know that's game ball. Thank you guys for coming back and listening again uh, to a new episode. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. A lot of stuff going on. You know, Mahomes and the Chiefs falling apart, Cam Noon overrated. You know, here's my little preview right here, my little my, my wrap up. You know, I'm just gonna say everything I said real fast. Mahomes, Chiefs, falling apart, Cam Noon, overrated, Bill Belichick, Mastermind, watching, changing the name, lawyers, probably the Warriors is what their name's gonna be. NBA players players sitting out for three reasons. Family, important reasons, contract extensions, don't want to risk getting hurt, or the third and final one is that you know why go if their team's not doing well, why go, all right? And then the last thing is, check out the Jeffrey Epstein documentary, very crazy to see and how it ties in with TikTok, and also again shout out to my boy Lucas Spence. He's actually going to play rugby in the States. He's coming over here, guys. So if you guys see him, say what's up, bro. And say thanks for making that fresh new logo for my boy, Mattson Montilla for Game Ball. So thank you guys for listening to another episode of Game Ball with your host, Mattson Montia. And one last thing, before TikTok gets taken down, should I create a TikTok? Should I put out some stuff about sports on TikTok? Appreciate it. I Love. See you guys.